It's been centuries since the robots of Panga gained self-awareness and laid down their tools. Centuries since they wandered into the wilderness, never to be seen again. One day, the life of a tea monk is upended by the arrival of a robot, there to honor the old promise of checking in. The robot has one question. What do people need? Welcome to Treat Your Shelf, a book club podcast where each month we read a book and come together to discuss it. I'm Hannah. And I'm Christina. And this month we are reading a psalm for the wild built by Becky Chambers. Woo! I've finally made Christina read a Becky Chambers book. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, made is a really strong word because I've been wanting to read this book for a long time, but I was scared because I knew Slice of Life and I'm scared of Slice of Life books. All right. Well, then I, I cannot wait to hear your thoughts. Let's get into our non-spoiler review for this book. Christina, what did you think? Well, like I said, I was terrified to read this book. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but um, I like was so drawn in by the cover. It's so cute. It's like, so good. The little tea monk, the little robot wandering through a forest on this cute little animated cover. I love mm-hmm. it so much. Like, I love a slice of life, like video games, TV shows, but for a book, it just seems like you're doing a lot of work, like reading and taking time okay. to like solely concentrate on reading for like nothing to happen. <laughs> mm. Where like that doesn't seem relaxing to me. So I was, I didn't really, I don't know. I just was like, eh, I don't know if I really want to read this book. So I was really happy when you did bring up that you wanted to read this book. Because <laughs> it gave me an excuse <laughs> to read this book. Okay. Um, and I decided to do the audio version. It's only like four hours long, mm. which is so short and manageable. I listened to it while playing like Animal Crossing and Cozy Grove okay. on my Switch, which are like just so cute slice of life type games. And I loved it. It was just this book was so cute. It was so much better than I thought it was going to be. Ah. And it was slice of life in the best of ways because it spoke to me personally, like you know, the descriptions of being out in the wilderness and the feeling of just connecting with nature is like something that I just really respond to. Mm-hmm. And uh, I just loved it so much. It just was so calming. And like right now in Oregon, we're like, we're entering like the best hiking month of the year. So like, all I want to do is like be outside and be like on the water or on a trail and okay. so like this really spoke to that and I just wanted to like have this playing in my ear while I was like out on the trail and like I don't know I just wanted to have like a cozy little mug of tea in my hand with my little I have a dog companion but mm. it could be a robot it could be a cute robot <laughs> I loved it it was cute um and you know like There wasn't, like, totally a plot, but there was, like, really interesting world building that I appreciated. Yeah. 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 How about you, Hannah? Nice. Yeah, I mean, this book is just so cozy and sweet. Mm -hmm. I I think 
even when it does start to get sad and kind of like going through these more existential mm-hmm. questions, it still then manages to remain really sweet and cozy. Yeah, yeah I, I think the first section of the book is a bit clunky. It It's a novella, so I know that things needed to move mm-hmm. quickly, but there was a lot of time skips at the beginning, and I just had really wished that we would get to see more of sibling Dex learning to be a team yeah. And and then being a tea monk before they meet Mosscap. Um, yeah. Because then, yeah, I don't know. I just wanted more of that. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, but then as soon as we meet Mosscap, I was just fully invested. Mm-hmm. I would do anything for that robot. I love it so much. Oh, my God. Um, yes. <laughs> just the sweetest and the cutest. I, I also really enjoyed the science fiction elements of the story because, I mean... I mean, it is a science fiction story, but it manages to both be, like, low-tech and high-tech at the same time, Mm -hmm. which I thought was really fun. And it was just really interesting to see the society that had been created in response to the robots gaining their sentience and leaving, um, and how they continue to have advanced technology, but also manage to live these really simple lives, which I thought was really cool. And yeah, I just, this book really focuses in on self-care and how essential that is for everyone. And and then it delves into, like, a person or an object's purpose. Yeah. And all of that was just, like, really interesting to read. Uh, so, so yeah, another, another hit Becky Chambers book for me. I've loved all of her books. I've given them all four or five stars. Um, I'm ready to get into our spoiler-filled discussion because I don't know what else. I know. Like, (laughs) it's such a short book. Like, I don't know what, like, where the line, like, where to draw the line between spoiler or non-spoiler. Yeah, I agree with that. (laughs) So, you heard Christina. Let's get into our spoiler-filled discussion. If you have not read A Psalm for the Wild Built and do want to read it and do not want to be spoiled, this is where you should stop. Go read it and then come back. Otherwise, if you are fine with being spoiled, keep listening. Yeah. 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 I So <laughs> I have a couple of discussion questions. I It's such a short book. I feel like through the questions, we'll probably end up kind of doing a recap. But also because it's so short, I don't know that we necessarily need to go into a full recap of it all. Um, my, <laughs> mm-hmm. my first question, and you already kind of answered this with... Um, what you were doing while you were listening to the book, but I was curious, did you drink any tea while reading this book? Since it's all about a tea mom. <laughs> I'm really, okay. I used to be like way into tea. Now I'm not a tea person. And mm. I do have a little cold. I'm not sure if our listeners can tell. So I did buy some tea, but I still haven't made any. <laughs> <laughs> it's just sitting in my kitchen. No, I didn't drink any tea. Did You're drinking tea I right know, now. I usually have tea while we're recording, and then I had tea while reading it. So yeah, I'm, I'm always drinking tea, pretty much. I Did you drink it out of any, like, cute mugs or do anything special? Um, I have my um, little, like, Loch Ness Monster, um like tea strainer type thing um oh diffuser diffuser. uh so i definitely use that i have a narwhal mug i can't remember if i use the narwhal mug or i got a new like big 
uh, mug that has like a bee on it. Oh, <laughs> uh, so one of those. But yeah, definitely drinking, you know, some nice green tea. Um, right now, my I'm drinking. I think it's like sun soaked is the name of the tea. It's got like apple and hibiscus um, and rose hip. Nice. And then my next thing I wanted to get into was the dedication for this book starts off with, for anybody who could use a break, do you think this book lived up to that dedication? <laughs> um, Honestly, yes. Because, okay, so like, I already mentioned before that like, I totally saw myself mm-hmm. in this book and, you know, I've switched careers recently and. I totally saw myself in Dex just, you know, being good at my job, going from one job to the next and like still not feeling fulfilled, mm-hmm. like still not feeling like like this is what I was meant to do. And for me, like I I always take breaks in the wild, you mm-hmm. know, like, you know, on hikes, on the water. And so like, this book was, like, such a break, and it reminded me to take a break. Okay, like, it yeah. reminded me that, like, how important it is. And, like, Mosscap, like, they have this discussion towards the end where it was, like, why do you, why do you see, like, why do you feel like you need to have this purpose? Mm-hmm. Like, it's so crazy, like, that you, like, you live this life and you're here like, animals don't have a purpose. Why do humans need to have a purpose? Yes. <laughs> I was just like, oh, I totally feel that. Like, I just want to live my life mm-hmm. <laughs> and enjoy the world for what it is. Like, and I just feel like just put into these shackles. Right. That's, yeah, <laughs> those were some of the quotations yeah. that I had written down uh, in that last chapter. There were so many, so many good things mm-hmm. that they said. I mean, because, yeah, like you said, Mosscap says to sibling Dex, basically, so why then do you insist on having a purpose for yourself, one which you are desperate to find and miserable without? Uh, You are an animal and animals have no purpose. Nothing has a purpose. The world simply is. Mm -hmm. Uh, And that is that's such a such a good reminder, because, yeah, I think we're all kind of programmed to keep searching and keep trying to find this purpose and to feel like we have this grand purpose in things but really we should just be able to just enjoy the things that we have and and do what we want and do as we please and kind of take that time to to enjoy what's going on even though it can be hard yeah Right. Like, it's okay to live a slower life. Yeah. It's okay to enjoy, like, a cup of tea while you just sit on the yeah. trail, sit by the stream. Like, it's okay to take that mm-hmm. second and just go on a meaningless journey to a hermitage. Mm-hmm. It's fine just for the journey of it. Yeah. Um. Yeah. So I think it was a good reminder for mm-hmm. sure. And, um, yeah, I really appreciated mm-hmm. it. And I loved it. It was just, uh, made me really want to go hiking mm-hmm. today. Yeah, and that's one of those things where you're saying, like, it kind of wants you to go and enjoy this story in nature. Um, one of my favorite things to do is when it's raining, 
uh, is to go sit out on my balcony and and read oh, yeah. while it's raining. Like as long as it's not windy and the rain isn't blowing into yeah. me, <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah. Then it's like perfect. It's just so relaxing and nice. And and this would be one of those like perfect books to read, like during oh, yeah. during a rain, even like like a rainstorm yes. or just drizzling, whatever. That would just be so so cozy. Yes. Oh my gosh. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) I loved it. Like, they even had a discussion um, about, like, you know, Dex was nervous about leaving a trail Mm. in the woods. Oh my gosh, yes. That's, like, such a big thing for me because, you know, having worked in the park service. Pass without a trace. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, like, leaving, leaving no trace. And, I mean, that is such a big deal, like, in overcrowded areas, like, not wanting to leave the trail mm-hmm. and like harm nature and but like you know I totally got like enjoying it like in this deep wilderness where there's no one else like I totally like I loved mm-hmm. what Mosscap said in response to it to kind of like quell them and like make them feel relaxed in that environment I forget what they said specifically mm-hmm. but it was like well if no one's gonna be here to enjoy it what what's going to keep you from enjoying it and like you know and wild animals come through this area all the time they're going to kill the nature too it's just mm-hmm. all part of the circle of life but like as long as there aren't like a million people creating a million trails in this area mm-hmm. it's fine for you to do it this once or whatever yeah and I, I think that again really goes into the world building that's done in this book where you have this world where they had years and years and years and years and years ago they had all these factories and the robots were working in these factories and then again the story is that you know they gained sentience and they were they went into the wilderness and that was that was their place and so the humans have marked off that like this wilderness it, it, it stays untouched we're, we're not going to do anything to it that's where the the robots are if the robots are still around they're kind of at this point where they're like it's been so long we don't even know <laughs> if the robots are still mm-hmm. around or what they're doing but we're going to keep the promise and we're going to leave it alone and then they have their societies where again they're they've simplified things but they still have like handheld computers and um they are able to when when sibling dex sets up their uh tea i don't even like tea station i don't know what (laughs) yeah (laughs) when when they set up their their spot for people to come and just have tea and talk through whatever they want to talk through uh they're able to like ping everybody in the area with like hey we're open (laughs) yeah um, yeah and i just i really love becky chambers does this so well of just creating like entire worlds and societies and distinct societies and i just that's something that i really love about her stories so Oh my gosh. I loved it so much. Like, uh, Dex, like, came across that one, like, treehouse village. Yes. At the beginning. Um, like, so cute. Like, to see how, like, the civilizations have, like, adapted in this post-apocalyptic mm-hmm. world. Like, I mean, I guess it's post-apocalyptic. It's post trend. I think post-transition is what they're calling it. 
But I mean, like, it's definitely like utopian. And I would say like modern utopian because like, can you imagine like today's society, like if robots became sentient, like us just being like, okay, we'll let you choose your own Oh my gosh, yeah. Go ahead, be free. That would never work. (laughs) Like, like, are you kidding me? Well, that's, uh, that was going to be another one of my questions was in regards to the world building, did you expect this story to take place on a version of earth because it's made very clear like you can see other planets and and that this is not in fact some version of earth it is very much its own world and place and society which i think then allows it so that we can be like okay that makes sense why (laughs) nobody stopped robots (laughs) because if she had made it earth and like a future future earth (laughs) that would have been like no that never would have happened (laughs) Yeah, yeah, it's definitely not Earth. Uh, that's for sure. Um, Did you expect it to be Earth or have no expectations? Um, I kind of, I kind of thought it was gonna be Earth, and I kind of thought Pango is like a playoff, like Pandora. Okay, but it's it definitely seemed like it was so post-apocalyptic and so far mm-hmm. removed that the current generation didn't remember much from the originals is what they're calling it. Like, you know, the originals is like the generation of the Mm -hmm. event, you know? So it kind of seemed like it was so far removed. It's completely different. Yeah. I was like, this is, these people are different, a different total species because they are, like very accepting um it did seem like at one point they were very factory driven and perhaps kind of horrible i mean i don't know they must have been like really scared of the robots right i mean maybe the maybe the robots put up a big front and they were like okay okay you can have your freedom (laughs) just don't kill us (laughs) (laughs) maybe yeah, I don't know. I I would be curious to see if we learn more about that. But I'm also kind of fine with not. I'm fine with just exploring the yeah. society that they have now. Um, oh, me too. Like, I definitely want to learn more about, like, what's going on mm-hmm. now. Um, I don't really care about the yeah. past, honestly. Like, I can imagine it being now and being yeah. awful, and that's yeah. fine. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That's okay. I don't need to think about I that. I know. <laughs> and then, yeah. But I did love, like, I I loved, like, the question answer time that Dex and Moss Cap had and, like, them trying to understand mm-hmm. each other. Like, you know, like, Dex being like, do you want to be referred to as an it or are they like, are you an object or do you want me to see you as a person? Mm-hmm. And kind of Moss Cap is kind of going back and forth between like, I'm an it, but like, I'm your friend. Yeah. And, but like, you know, like, uh, you know, I want to be your friend and perceived as a person, but also like I'm an object and I have no feelings. Mm-hmm. And, you know, <laughs> I'm made up of, 16 generations of other robots yeah you know whatever so it was kind of interesting that way and like learning about how moss cap and like the other robots communicate mm-hmm. and how they like specialize or don't specialize and like how they just live their lives is just like kind of interesting yes that's, I mean, my next thing was just to kind of do a deep dive into both of the characters I 
I love Moss Cap so much. And I think it's interesting because Sibling Dex does come with all of these like preconceived notions of what a robot can do and and mm-hmm. what they're going to be like. Even though, again, it's been generations and generations since robots have been a thing for humans to even interact with. But there's yeah. um, one of my favorite lines that I wrote down uh, was Moss Cap saying, so that's, sorry, I'm slow at math. And, <laughs> and just sibling Dex being like, what? But you're a robot. Can't you just compute that? <laughs> like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> I So just all these things like that where Sibling Dex just assumes that the robots are going to ha- be interconnected in some way and they're going to be able to communicate easily through that. And it's like, no, we just kind of have set meeting spots and and times that we can go <laughs> and, and see each yes. other. Um, and... It's just so fascinating to me that while the humans were simplifying their lives, it seems like the robots were also doing that. Mm-hmm. And yeah, and yeah, just the robots that you've got some robots that just go off and watch like stalagmites grow yes. and form. <laughs> <laughs> like um, Moss Cap, he talks about how he traveled like in this threesome mm-hmm. for a while until like one of his friends like got caught up in the migration pattern of like some fish like particular fish so he like stopped and like to watch fish migrate (laughs) like and like just to have that freedom though like I mean I can't even tell you like I'm totally a moss cap though where my interests are like a mile Mm -hmm. wide and an inch deep and so, like, I totally sympathize with Moscap, where I'm like, I'm such a generalist, like, I know so much, yeah. but, like, so little about so much. But, like, I would love the freedom to just be like, man, I'm really interested in, like, glacial hydrology yes. today. I'm gonna just go stand on a glacier for a hundred years and, like, see what happens. Mm-hmm. You know, like, <laughs> to have that freedom is just, like... <sighs> Kind of like unfathomable, mm-hmm. but yeah. And yeah. then I just love how we we learn that Mosscap has been tasked to be the first robot to interact with people, and it's literally just because Mosscap didn't really think it through when they had a meeting and was the first one <laughs> yes. to raise his hand and be like, "Yes." I will take on this mission to go find humans and talk to them and yes. get this question answered. <laughs> and again, it's just so interesting because you've also got sibling Dex, who is also very impulsive in their own way, where yes. at the beginning of the book, this is one of my favorite things, where sibling Dex just decides one day that, you know what, I really like tea monks. I think I'm going to become a tea monk. I, I'm not going to do any formal training. I'm just going to figure it out on my own. Let me go tell the other people that, okay, I'm going to go do this. And so they go and talk to uh, Sister Mara, uh, who says something to them like, that's rather sudden of you. And then Sibling <laughs> Dex is like, for you, not for me. And that was something that, I don't know, that scene in that line just like really got me where it's like, yeah, I mean, this is something that Sibling Dex, even though it does seem impulsive and it is kind of impulsive. Same with Mosscap that like, I think both of them 
they seem very impulsive and their actions can be impulsive. But there is also just that background of like, no, they've been thinking about what they want to do and the things that they want to change for a while. So it might seem really impulsive to those on the outside, but they've had these thoughts and and now they're just finally acting on them. Yeah. No, like, and that's another point where I like, I totally just Mm -hmm. get it. Like, this is me. Like, I am that impulsive person. I am that person that like gets obsessive, like this obsessive, like itch in my mind and I'll drop everything and just be like, I can't do anything until I do Right. This. And it'll seem super impulsive, but it's like, no, I've been thinking about it really hardcore for like 24 hours. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, I mean, that's the thing, that's though. I mean, time. if you're thinking about one thing really hardcore for 24 hours, I mean, that's a lot of thinking about something. I don't know. I get yeah. it, too. I'm just like, the, yeah. the number of times I've gone on deep dives of something or... I'm, I mean, honestly, the number of times I've done like searches on like classes for different things where I'm like, oh, I'm going to get into this now. Let me, let me find classes and courses yeah. about this. And like, like yes. I get it. I, I very much get it. I get, I get where both of them are coming from. Oh my gosh. I mean, and Dex, the whole, like how they find the hermitage mm-hmm. is because they're just listening to recordings of crickets. Yeah, they just want to find crickets. Who, who like, Crickets are extinct yes. now, and they find that this one species of crickets actually is pretty close to where they currently mm-hmm. are, like in these mountains close by. And there's a hermitage mm-hmm. in those mountains, and they're like, "Well, I can get there reasonably. Like everything I need is in my cart. Mm-hmm. Um, so okay, let's do it." <laughs> and that's just like, I don't know. I loved it. I mean, super impulsive and amazing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh, I loved that so much. I I also just loved yes. because again, that high tech, low tech, they've got this really fancy cart uh, that has everything that they need to survive. You know, I mean, they're, they have food stores in there. They're like water. They're, they're able to purify water, all of this stuff. And then you've just got this image of sibling Dex just like pedaling along. Cause it kept saying like that they're pedaling the cart and, and they yes. were wearing a helmet at one point. <laughs> like when I was there, yes. I was there pedaling along and that was just the cutest like, thing. It like this cart is carrying this like filtration tank. That's so heavy. Yes. Like they can't even budget. But they can bike it along, no problem, for hundreds of I know. I, I did picture, like, it was one of those, like, motorized <laughs> bike-type yes. things. Because that's the only way it could work. But oh, it has to be. It has to be. And it's so high-tech. It's, like, I feel like it's very, like, biotech-y, mm-hmm. like, very integrated. Because yeah. I feel like it's still kind of like a wood. Like, in my mind, I was picturing, like, a wooden cart with, like, upgrades. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. I love that, like, from the moment that Moss Cap is introduced, Moss Cap is, like, sincerely invested in Dex and their journey and is, like, super, like, worried for their safety. Yes. And, like, um, one of my favorite quotes was, uh, the wild was not known for letting the foolish return. Mm. It was, like, one, that is so true. Right. <laughs> But um, I just was like, oh, my God, I hope we're in for a journey. Mm -hmm. And then right away, we, like, meet a bear. Yes. And 
Uh, also, uh, Dex's cart is uh, bear proof, so you know it's got to be hardy. Yeah. Oh my gosh. <laughs> but even Ma's cap is like, oh my god, don't spook it. Oh my gosh, don't spook the bear. It's so cool. <laughs> like, Ma's cap is so excited. I. <laughs> yeah, I. Uh, oh. I I do love how invested Moscap is and then how wary Dex is, where Dex is just like, I really just wanted to go on this journey on my own. I know it's a ridiculous journey. I really don't need this robot to be here and to do whatever they're doing. <laughs> like, it's not going to help yes. me here. I need to focus and just kind of go through this journey on my own which i get like when you do get invested yeah. in something and you just kind of need to see it through and see it through on your own but also i mean you do need that help and that support and yeah. so that was a good reminder of you know you shouldn't have to do things on your own exactly the whole time i was like just accept yes you date boss cup just accept yes <laughs> Moscap is being so sweet. That's when they first meet and it's after sibling Dex was in the middle of taking a shower and then they're having their conversation for a little bit and Moscap is like seven feet tall, eight feet tall. Moscap is very tall. I always forget Moscap is very tall. And then one of my favorite things is where I, I think sibling Dex says something about uh, Moscap being intimidating to them. And so then Moscap like hunches down so that <laughs> they're the same height <laughs> as sibling Dex and is like, yes. is this better? And then sibling Dex is like, huh, no, it's kind of condescending. And I was like, no, it's perfect. <laughs> <laughs> oh my God. It's cute. <laughs> it's adorable. <laughs> oh my God. Ugh. Yeah. I love that. And, like, so, like, the robots decide their names based on, like, the first thing that yes! they see when they gain sentience. Yes! I can only imagine what the factory ones were called. Well, that's the thing. The factory the ones, they they didn't have that luxury of being called what they first saw. I, I, don't, I don't think they changed their names. Oh. I don't know if they did. I guess they would just be, like, their serial number yeah, or whatever. Yeah, because I do think it got to a point because... When Mosscap goes through its like lineage, oh. right, and it goes back, and it's like this part was from so and so, like mouse, deer, something I don't know, uh, and and then it yeah. just keep, keeps going back, and it did get to a point where it was like, and this one is from like a a two b, like yeah. So I do think I do that, that that original generation of robots didn't have that luxury. And that it was only the subsequent ones that did yeah. get to have those names. Right. That makes sense. Yeah. Which that is, that is another uh, big part of this is where Sibling Dex assumes that Mosscap was one of the factory robots because that's all that, that they can think mm-hmm. of is like, well, the robots are still here. They must still be the same robots and... Moscap is like, no, we all the robots just kind of decided that that's not the way the life cycle goes. If we're going to have everything on this planet has a life cycle, we're going to have one, too. And that was one of their choices. And I thought that was such an interesting choice because they could have had immortality. 
they they could yeah. have continued to repair themselves and and continued on and instead they make the choice of like when they break down their parts are then recycled to create new robots and new sentient beings which i thought was really interesting i know that's kind of strange like i feel like i want to learn more about Mm. that and like when do you know you've broken down for real right I know, like, are there times if if your arm gets torn off by a bear, does that arm, do you try to repair that arm? <laughs> or are you like, that arm now yeah. goes into the pile to be given into other robots? Yeah. <laughs> well, okay, I guess I'm a one-armed robot now. <laughs> or do you just get a different arm from a different set of robots? I don't know. Like a transplant. I don't know that that would be interesting too. I mean, that is interesting, and that's definitely something that like Dex has to grapple mm-hmm. with because Dex is like, "Well, you guys are immortal. Like, you guys don't have to grip. Like, you don't have that grip with mortality that we do, mm-hmm. and you never have to realize that you're gonna die." And Mosscap is like, "Well, yeah, actually, I did have to realize that my life is gonna end at mm-hmm. some point, so we do have to go through the same mm-hmm. things." Which is, like, super strange. And it's, like, strange that their consciousness, like, just them being sentient is, like, so mm-hmm. strange. And, like, where does that sentience go? Like, where does it, you know, where does that consciousness mm-hmm. go? And then, but, you know, Mosscap does talk about having remnants. So, like, pieces of memories yes. from the robots that he's, or that it's made mm-hmm. out of. So, but it's, like... Why would you get a memory from a hand? You feel like you should just only get a memory from, like, the headpiece or, like, the motherboard piece, you know? Yeah. I don't know. Like, I feel like I want to learn more about that. Yeah, that would be interesting to learn more about the robots. Yeah. I just love the robots. I want to meet more robots. I know. I am curious because I assume the next book is just going to be Mosscap trying to accomplish its mission now of asking humans, you know, what do you need? Which was another thing where sibling Dex was like, that's not that's not an easy question. What what do you mean? You're going to get a different answer from every single person that you that you talk to. (laughs) Like, yeah, but I assume that it'll just be Mosscap going on that journey with Dex. Right. That's true. Ugh. I mean, they did talk about visit- visiting some nice saunas and hot springs. Mm. So that does sound very nice. I would like to read about visiting <laughs> some nice hot springs. <laughs> yes. I mean, I don't really have any other specific questions, and I think we've already been kind of doing this. My next thing was just gonna be are there any other like favorite moments that you wanted to highlight or talk about not really um i think i have i have like one more or two more favorite moments that i really enjoyed where yeah there's a point where they end up uh cooking together and then sibling dex is sitting down to eat eat their meal and 
Moscow's just, you know, sitting there, like, staring <laughs> at them. Yes. Staring at them, you know, just, like, so proud at having helped create this meal. And and Dex is just feeling so uncomfortable to the point where Dex finally gives Moscap a plate with food on it just to be like, okay, now I can eat as long as you, because it just doesn't feel right for us to be sitting right. down for this meal together and you not have anything in front of you. So let me, <laughs> you hold on to this yes. plate. I'm going to eat. And then I'm going to ask you if you're done and you're going to play along <laughs> and be like, oh, yeah, I'm too full to eat anything else. Oh, my gosh. I just thought that was yes, so that was sweet. so cute. So, uh, so sweet. And he did eat, or it, like, uh, Moscap did eat, like, an onion or something. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> and they did enjoy the crunch. <laughs> yeah, and then, and then just my final favorite thing about this book because again you've got uh, sibling dex is this tea monk and the role of a tea monk is to you know set up their not even like a shop but set up their area set up an area cart for people to come and then the people will come and talk about anything whatever whatever they need to get off their chests whatever they need to talk about and so we see sibling dex doing that and being great at that and then at the end of the book, Mosscap does that for Dex. Yes. And that was just so sweet and such like a full circle moment of like, Dex, you got to take care of yourself and you're you're doing this service for all of these people, for that hot dad at the beginning. <laughs> and like, yes. you're doing the service, but you also need to take that time and take care of yourself mm-hmm. and be able to share what you're going through over a, a nice right. cup of tea. I say nice in like quotation marks because Moscap, uh, Moscap tried their best, but <laughs> it yeah, was not a good mug of tea. It really did. <laughs> they, it chose the wrong herb for sure. <laughs> but how could it know? <laughs> yeah, it was just like, I know this is an herb that Dex can consume. So let me go with yes. that. <laughs> so cute. So cute. Definitely the thought Mm -hmm. that counts there. And I guess that leads me into another thing that I really liked about the characters, about Dex, is you've got this tea monk, and I think, I I don't know, I feel like you hear that phrase and I just kind of assumed some celibate person. But then you've got uh, Dex, I mean, Dex talks at one point like about a previous relationship that they had with another monk i think and then they talk about uh when they're in this one town where they're learning to be a tea monk how they have that uh the was it one of the shopkeepers that they were interested in yeah and that they had like a relationship with for a little bit and then again and then at the when when they are now like the best tea monk and then you've got this dad who's got one twin on the front one twin on the back and it's just like i'm so tired and and dex's internal monologue is just like yes i'm gonna talk to this hot dad (laughs) yes (laughs) oh my god i do like it it seems like it's definitely like I mean, it just seems like a totally different society. And it's Mm -hmm. so great to see, like, a modern utopian book. Because it's so different from, you know, the utopian books that were written in the 1950s, obviously, by white men. (laughs) But, like, I mean, this is, like, 
pure utopia for me. Yeah. Like, <sighs> yeah. In every way. <laughs> it's not one of those utopian novels also that like turns into a dystopian Yes, novel. so many of them do that. Yeah, I hate that. Oh my goodness. And I I don't see this one doing that to us. That would be all. a shock. <laughs> that would be terrible. And then like, really? Uh, Moss Cap is in there trying to gather intel. Oh my gosh. And like, really? You remember that like one robot he talked mm-hmm. about that like lives in the cave yeah. and its name is like Spiderbug or something? I don't remember. Oh my gosh. <laughs> it was some creepy name. And he's the one like plots to take over the humans for revenge. And then that's how it turns. <laughs> no. <laughs> I predicted it. That would be so bad <laughs> don't do that to us becky chambers i i have faith in becky chambers she hasn't failed me yet so i don't think it, it'll be like that <laughs> at all fingers crossed well any final thoughts on this novella um read this book <laughs> yeah it's just so good i mean listen to the book too it's really good did you listen to it or read it i read it Alrighty then so Time for Christina's favorite part of every single episode. Christina, (laughs) it's recommendation time. What recommendations do you have for us today? Wow. Um, I'm going to be honest, and I've never read a book like this before. Never in my life. Are there like other cozy things or? That's what I'm thinking. So what I'm going to recommend is that you go for a hike and then you download cozy grove because it's so cute also okay uh dex had a little bear Mm -hmm. mural on the side of their Mm -hmm. tea cart remind me of cozy grove too (laughs) i was thinking about the ghost bears ghost bears are (laughs) oh i love them all so much because i think they even called it spirit bear or something like that and i was like maybe I could be mixing them because I was playing them at the same time as I was listening to it. But anyways, Cozy Grove. And honestly, I really don't know. This is hard, guys. Because, like, it's so hard to come across things that are, like, this cozy. Mm. That's fair. But, like, this is really good. And just read this book. (laughs) All right. That's what I'm going to say. Just read this book. And then put the other one on hold at your local library or pre-order it from your local bookstore. Nice. Hannah, I'm interested to hear about your recommendations. So if you want and or need another really cozy book, then you should read Legends and Lattes uh, by Travis Baldry. It is the coziest book I have ever read. It is a fantasy book with the tagline, I believe it's like high fantasy, low stakes. (laughs) (laughs) And so it's about an orc who used to be a mercenary and she has decided that it's time to retire from that life. And what she really wants to do is open a coffee shop. So this book is literally just about her creating her coffee shop. So, you know, slowly finding employees, adding things to the menu, and it's just like a hug of a book. It's 
Oh, it's my so gosh. sweet. There is there is some slight, you know, they run into problems, of course. So so it's not just building the coffee shop, but the main focus is just creating a coffee shop. And it's just a really wow. sweet book. So if you want another very sweet, cozy book, I would say huh. Legends and Lattes is perfect. Uh, <laughs> and then, well. yeah, I mean, I've I've already recommended like every single Becky Chambers book before. Uh, but I would mm-hmm. I would just say if you liked this one, then you should definitely read her other stories. Uh, you've got the Wayfarer series, which oh yeah, technically a series, but you can read each of the books as a standalone. I mean, you don't follow the exact characters in every single novel. Sometimes you have connections to the other ones. So I would say if you are planning on reading it, maybe try to read it in order, but you really don't have to. Um, Okay. uh, Just if you read it in order, you'll get all of the Easter eggs uh, of like, oh, here's the sister of that character from book one and and things like that. Um, And Mm -hmm. and here's this character that was mentioned here. I I mean, but you don't get that same crew from the first book again. You you get them in like passing, but you don't get that same crew. So just if you fall in love with the crew in the first book, just know that (laughs) the rest of the books... (laughs) um are like connected but it's not the exact same people um but yeah i mean i've given all of those books four or five stars like i said before i've i've spoken about my love of record of a spaceborn few i believe that that's the third one and okay. i think it's some people's least favorite which i think is why i keep talking about it so much because i i loved it <laughs> it was it was one oh of the five gosh. star ones for me it focuses on the lives of these various people who live on this space station. And then I also gave five stars to the newest one, uh, The Galaxy and the Ground Within, which deals with this group of people who get stuck at this way station after the orbiting satellites malfunction and make travel impossible. And so it's just all about these characters from all different species and societies having to you know, put aside any prejudices that they might have and really just learn to be able to coexist while they are literally trapped on this, like, small, like, docking station area. (laughs) Like, they don't have a lot of room. They just have their ships and then the main area. And it's just, it's so good. It's, it's so good. Um, (laughs) I think all of, all of Becky Chambers' books really end up having this, like, found family element to it Uh where you really get to learn these characters and love these characters and the characters learn to love each other as well and i think you really Mm -hmm. get that with the galaxy and the ground within and it's just perfection so so yeah i mean again becky chambers books don't really ever have super involved plots but her world building and i think even Mm -hmm. from like like an what is it like like an anthropology standpoint like you just get to learn about all these different societies and their customs and it's just so intricate what she does with each culture and it's just so fantastic so anyway read more becky chambers i love them all 
Um, and yeah. 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 So. I definitely feel like I want to read the Wayfarer series next. I, I like it. I like it a lot. Yeah. Yeah. Well, Christina, what are we going to read next time? Next time we're going to read Poppy Show, a novel by Leone Ross. It's a novel where everyone in Poppy Show is born with a little something, something. Uh, a little something extra. The local name was Coors. Magic, but more than magic. A gift. Yes, a gift from the gods. A thing so inexpressibly your own. And then what's going to happen next? You'll have to tune in and find out next month. Nice. Uh, so please read the book. Pick it up from your local library or your local bookshop. And then tune in next month where Hannah and I will talk about this book. Yeah. Thank you for joining in on our discussion. We hope you're able to find some moments to practice self-care. You can find our social media listed in the show notes below. Until next time, don't forget to treat yourself.